The following is from East Delta Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at www.eastdeltabc.com. How's everybody doing this week? Everybody having an okay week? Been good? Good? Anybody had a great week? I ain't gonna lie, it's been a nightmare. I started PTA school, and uh, oh man, I, if you wonder what Dylan's doing outside of here, it's studying. Um, no joke, 24-7. So it's been, it's been a crazy week for me. Um, it's been a crazy week for the world. Um, I, one thing that caught my eye, if anybody's been paying attention watching the news, um, I hate really talking about the news. There's nothing good in it. Uh, but anybody paid attention to what's going on in the NFL right now? Anybody? Any youngins? What's going on? I'm going to call you out. Colin Kaepernick. And uh, can, do you know what's been going on? Can you, you elaborate for me a little bit more? Yes. Yes. So uh, thank you so much. That was spot on. Um, So Colin Kaepernick is, uh, I guess, being uh, protesting against the flag uh, due to his beliefs. Um, And I found that um, disrespectful. I found that uh, very disrespectful. Um, And so that's what uh, God's kind of been speaking into my life this week. Um, He wanted me to... um, talk about respect and so I may step on a few toes here I, I apologize I stepped on my own this week God kind of slapped me across the face and said get it together Dylan um, so I I'm really just sharing a message with you what God showed me this week in my life um, so this is not a point to attack nobody in here or anything like that um, but I want to talk about uh, respect R-E-S-P-E-C-K just kidding most of my English teachers are gone this week um, so they can't correct me on that Dean is not here <laughs> Somebody's here, and she used to teach me too. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about respect today. And I, I was driving around this week, and it's Labor Day weekend. I seen a bunch of flags flying, and with the Colin Kaepernick situation, um, it really brought me on to see um, what is what is respect to me. What's that look like um, in my life? And I figured the ber- the perfect picture of that for me. Um, would be my grandfather. Most of you know, um, we, we called him Freck Holdren, um, a.k.a. Herman Francis Holdren. Um, but I had a dear, I had probably one of my most important bonds was with my papa Freck. Um, the man was humble. He was silent. A man of few words, but he was a man of a lot of action. Um, he let his actions speak louder than his words. Um, the story behind him, if you don't know, um, he was a World War II vet. Um, he was also a prisoner of war, um, had a purple heart. Um, and I remember before he passing, for his passing, uh, he graced us with a, a couple of stories of his um, that I thought they were pretty interesting. And, and one of them, or the start of it was, uh, he talked about when he was captured. Um, he said, I remember... Um, I remember marching. We were marching to the concentration camp. Um, and he said, we stopped for a smoke break. The German soldiers, he said, we want, they wanted a smoke break. And I said, okay. Um, and my grandmother's listening on this too, and she goes, okay. And he says, well, one of the German soldiers hands me their gun. And my grandmother's like, well, what'd you do? He says, well, I held the man's gun. He says, we were outnumbered. There ain't no point. And I was like, is this too many of them? And I only had one gun to take off. 
50 or so soldiers. So he's like, there's no point. Um, but he said they kept on marching to the camp. And once they got there, I don't know exactly how long he stayed. I can't remember. But I remember he said uh, at the end, towards the end of it, he, uh, he escaped. He escaped this con- concentration camp with another gentleman. And uh, they wound up in a, they be- a, a bed, a river bed, lying there for two days, he said, um, until he got hit by a grenade and they found him. Um, and then they were drugged back to camp. And he said, by the time we got drugged back to camp, the war was over. They were letting everybody go. And for me, respect, what respect looks like is that man right there. And here's why. Because if that man hadn't survived that day, if he hadn't survived that whole situation, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for that man. I wouldn't be doing what I, my family, my grandmother, my mother, uh, me. There's no telling what our lineage would look like. It would look a whole lot different um, if it wasn't for that man. And so... um, First off, I want to say thank you to the soldiers in here who um, who shed blood, sweat, tears for our country. If y'all would, give them a round of applause. I'm going to take my hat off, y'all. That's what respect looks like to me in my life. Um, that man taught me so much without using a single word. Um, and so... That's where it begins to look. That's where respect starts to begin. What it starts to looking uh, looking like for me. I'm gonna call on the ladies a little bit um, about respect, um, or more speaking on so of disrespect, ladies. If the guy doesn't put down the toilet seat after using it for you, is that disrespectful? Yes. I'm not guilty of that. I'm not guilty of that. She's looking at me like you're lying right now. Um, Guys, is it disrespectful when you're trying? I'm a, I got a lot of amens, I guess, or I feel like they were like, yes, but it's going to be quiet on this one because the guys are like, I'm not sleeping in the doghouse tonight. Um, guys, is it disrespectful when the lady's like, oh, I don't care where we eat. Um, you pick, and then you know she wants like Shogun's or Texas Roadhouse or something nice or fancy, and you're like, eh, Burger King. And then it turns into like an episode of who wants to be a millionaire. It turns into like, is that your final answer? I think so. Right, hold on, I'm going to give you one more chance. Is that your final answer? Do you want to phone a friend? Do you, do you need to poll the audience? What's the deal here? You need to think about that, Dylan. Um, yeah, it's disrespectful in our guy's sense um, when that happens. Just like for the ladies, it's the toilet seat. I'm sorry, ladies. Well, I promise, or at least for my part, I'll do a better job. So, um, so speaking on disrespect, um, go ahead and turn to Mark 11, uh, 15 through 17 for me. In Mark 11, verse 15 through 17. Jesus goes into a temple. It says, verse 15, When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus enters the temple. And he began to drive out the people, buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, The scriptures declare, My temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it 
into a den of thieves. Now, going back to Colin Kaepernick, you know, I, I felt a, I felt a lot of, uh, I don't want to say hatred. Hatred is not the word. I felt a lot of disrespect because um, I have a, a, a real deep passion, a real deep love for um, my fellow um my soldiers who have served for this country because, uh, like I said, my story about my grandfather, um, it means a lot to me, the people who served. And so I, I had a lot of, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just disgust, I guess, with Colin Kaepernick and what he's trying to do and what he's trying to symbolize. Um, and then I read this verse this week, um, and I said, and, and God kind of spoke to me through this. He said, Dylan, you're, you're so focused on calling um, and what he's doing. But he says, what about you? What about your disrespect in your life? What about um, your sin? What about you not listening to me, um, not following my commandments, not doing as I've called you to do? Um, and I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the United States of America. But you, on a daily basis, disrespect God. On a daily basis, I disrespect the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, um, the man himself. But all Colin's doing is disrespecting the United States. And I got so upset with him, but I don't get so upset with my own disrespect in my life, with my own disrespect of, of not following his commandments, my own sin, where, where I fell at. Um, and this picture here, Jesus in the temple, um, I think it's the perfect picture of um, basically how we should handle the disrespect, the sin, the, 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 just everything in our lives, all the junk, all the garbage. Um, it's, it's the way we should handle it, the way we should be treating it. It says he, he began to drive out people. Um, and I, I kind of like this side of Jesus. It shows, you know, you see Jesus mostly being a, a loving God, but at the same time, he, he showed them who's boss. He comes up in there. He's throwing over tables. Okay, it says he's throwing the money. Okay, he's scattering the doves. He's scattering the animals. Okay, and he says, my scriptures declare that my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. But you've turned into a den of thieves. I have turned my body into a den of thieves on a daily basis. I wore this hat for a purpose. I like to, it's easier for me to remember things when like, when you smell mama's home cooking, um, or you smell a cell, if you remember a smell away from mom, when you're, when you're, when you're not at home and cooking, it reminds you of your mom, um, your mom's home cooking. So I figured the best way to describe disrespect would be to wear a hat in church, right guys? Um, And that's perfectly fine. I just want to tell you guys, it's, it's not to offend anybody. It's not to bother anybody. I hope it's not a distraction. But I got my point across to make you see and feel that respect or that disrespect for the Lord, right? So I'll take a little backlash. I'll take a little heat for the Lord. Um... But I got my point across, which was disrespect of God, okay? Just like I was telling my kids a couple weeks ago, I said, how hard have you looked for something? Name the hardest thing you look for. is like cell phones, wallets. You know, you think about those things, how hard you look for them when you lose them. A TV remote, guys, yeah? Yeah, by the time you walk up and hit that power button, you could 
um, you could have been sitting down watching TV instead of looking for that remote for two hours. So um, when I like to use those kind of those blatant imageries to bring back and give you a sense of um, hands-on um, what I'm talking about here. So disrespect, I know it's running through your mind right now. Some of you may be really heated on it. I'm sorry. Um, but you feel that disrespect, okay? And when I talk about Jesus in the tomb, and I talk about getting rid of this sin out of your life, some of you might have uh, were going to come up and talk to me um, and address that. So my, my, my question, my challenge is, do you, do you do that in your own life? Okay, because that was my challenge this week. I said, Dylan, do I get that out of my life like that? Do I get that angry uh, in my life about my disrespect? No, of course not. Nobody does. You know, it's like, okay, I'll try to make that better. You know, but sometimes we're called to get angry like Jesus did on our, about our own disrespect in our lives, okay, for God and our sin. Um, moving on um, to 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Um, well, actually, let me say this first. When you, when you don't listen to God, when you disrespect him by not listening to him, ladies, y'all know what this is. Um, what's it called when your husbands don't listen to you? Frustration? Well, when, uh, let me say it like this. Selective hearing, that's the word I'm looking for. When they don't listen to certain things, it's called selective hearing. Um, parents, when your kids only listen to certain things you say, um, it's selective hearing, right? It's disrespect, isn't it? That's what it is. Uh, I ain't got kids, but I, I've got youth students who only listen to part of the things I say, and then they take, they take my word way out of context. We're not going to go there. Um, ladies, but yeah, your husbands, they don't listen to you. It's, it's uh, selective hearing. Little story here. There was once a rich man. He went to a doctor. He was getting he- hearing aids fitted for himself, okay, so he could hear. And so he gets them. Um, doctor says, okay, everything looks good. He says, I have a checkup for you in about a month or so. So he goes away. He comes back in a month, and he says, how's your hearing aids working? And he tests them out, and he says, they're great. And the doctor says, well, they seem to be working uh, great for you. They're 100%, I think. I think you hear good. He goes, "How? what's your family think about it? And he goes, well, I haven't told my family. And he goes, why haven't you told your family? He goes, well, I've just been sitting around listening in on their conversations, um, and now I've changed my wheel three times. <laughs> so... Selective hearing, um, it works the same way with God. If we choose to only hear um, the things we want to hear, it's just disrespect towards the Lord. Um, if we only want to do things that we want to do, not what God's called us to do, um, it's disrespect to the Lord. Just like last week we had uh, talk about, um, we simply had just to talk about um, the, the disciple-making process. We're called to do that on a daily basis. Um, it's not for young people. It's not for old people alone. It's not for um, people in other countries. It's not for people uh, here in the United States. It's meant for everybody. Um, you're placed where you're at for a reason. Um, and if you don't do that, if you don't listen, that's selective hearing to God, and that's disrespect to God. So going into 1 Corinthians uh, 6, uh, verse 19 and 20, let me get there real quick. It says, don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. 
So going back, going back to uh, Jesus in the temple, what did Jesus do? He threw everything. He got everything out of it, all the junk. He started throwing tables. He started running people out. He started uh, letting animals loose. Um, well, our body's a temple, so I believe it works the same way. I believe that um, we need to get that junk out of our lives. It may, it may take some throwing tables. It may take um, some running people out of our lives. It may take um, just ridiculously crazy things to get it out of your life. Um, but are you doing that? I, for one, um, at one point, TV, TV was, was a, uh, an idol in my life. Um, I still have a TV in my room, but um, how did I break that? Well, I stopped watching TV, one, part one, because um, my parents got rid of it. Um, but two, um, I took that as an example of how do I get rid of other sins in my life. It may be I had to just I get rid of my TV, give it away, sell it, whatever. It may be... Um, Work. I may, I may have to just tell them no on that overtime. It could be a lot of dang, things. It can look a lot of different ways, but um, if you truly want to grow closer to God, you'll go to um, crazy measures to reach him, to, to get that sin out of your life, to be nearer to him and draw nearer to him. So our bodies are temples, and I, I like what he says here. Um, second half of uh, verse 19, it says, You do not belong to yourself, Okay. This body's a temple, and I don't even own it, okay? Jeremy doesn't own his body. It don't belong to him, okay? Anybody else in here who's a, a brother or sister in Christ, your body is not yours. It don't belong to you. It's been purchased. It's been purchased with a price. You know what that price is? It's Jesus dying on the cross, okay, for paying for our sins. Um, a man died to purchase our bodies. How crazy is that? Thank goodness he did. Can I get an amen? So our body's a temple, and it doesn't even belong to us. And then he says, uh, you're bought for a high price. That's Jesus. And then it says, so you must honor God with your body. So our body's this temple, and we got to honor God with it, okay? Um, it's not ours. So my question is, do we honor God with it, even though we were bought with that price, that crazy price of, of Jesus dying on the cross? I don't. I fail. I fail on a daily basis. Um, just consistently. You can ask Brooklyn. It's ridiculous how much I fail. Um, because in my own life, I don't fully respect God as much as I should. I don't fear the Lord as much as I should. And um, I don't honor God with my body as much as I should. Okay? Um, and so this week I did some... I did some serious tossing of tables and running some people out of my life, um, running some demons out of my life. Um, and so that's what I'm just calling you guys to do. Um, like the hat, I want, you to, I want you to feel that about whatever that is in your life, whatever it may look like. I want you to feel that, um, that urgency to get that sin, to get that... Um, disrespect out of your life. It may just be serving the Lord more, listening to what he says and, and doing and giving. Um, but I just want you to get that urgency like I had this week. Um, the last thing I want to turn to is the man, the man himself who uh, disrespected probably God the most, or I shouldn't say the most, there's somebody else more, but pretty close. Um, I want to turn to Jonah 1, to the man himself, Jonah. 
and let me get there. Everybody knows the story of Jonah, hopefully. I'm pretty sure you do. Um, it says, Jonah runs from the Lord. It says, the Lord gave his message to Jonah, the son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because they know they I see I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went to the opposite, went the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by selling uh, by selling to Tarshish. So Jonah, right here, he's he's going. He's uh, he's trying to flee from the Lord. He, the Lord's told him to go. Um, uh, deliver a message uh, uh, to the city of Nineveh, and and he's running from the Lord. Um, as I've already described in my life, I, I tend to run from the Lord quite a bit, or I shouldn't say quite a bit. I'm okay, but um, there's a lot of times I, ca- I catch myself because there's a daily basis, guys, somebody puts in your life to speak to, to talk to, and I don't always do it. I don't always listen. Um, so I, I, a lot of times in my life, I find myself being Jonah, and I run the opposite direction from the Lord. Verse 4, but it says, But the Lord hurled the powerful wind over the sea, causing the violent storm threatened and to break the ship, fearing for their lives. The desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. So the captain went down after him. He said, How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted. Get up, pray to your God. Maybe he'll pay attention to us and spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Why has this awful storm come down on us, they demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? I want to stop right there. Um, Verse 7, it says, The crew had cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. I want to point out a very important fact. When you run from God, when you disrespect God, um, you cause other people to fail. You cause other people to stumble. You cause um, you cause people their lives. Just as Jonah um, is doing here, as the crew and the casting lots to see which of them had offended the gods. They're casting people over into the sea right now, um, trying to see which of them who's offended um, their God. When we run from God, when we don't talk to somebody that we're supposed to share the Lord with, you're costing somebody their life. You're costing somebody an eternity with God and casting them to an eternity in hell. It's not just your life. When, when, you, when you feel ashamed or when you feel fear of, of what's going to be done or what's going to be thought, you're not, just, you're not playing just with your life. You're playing with somebody else's life as well. So I want to point that out. That's why it's very critical that we do what the Lord says. Verse 9, Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. The sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Oh, why did you do it, they groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to stop this storm? Second thing I want to point out, when we run away from the Lord, when we disrespect the Lord, verse the second part of verse 10, people ended up asking, oh, why did you do it? If I am not saved, and Jeremy's saved, and he doesn't share the gospel with me, 
I would want him to. If I have the answer to eternity, the answer to all my problems, all uh, just every complication I'm ever going to face, past, present, future, I would want Jeremy to tell Jer- I always say it wrong. I'm sorry. Jeremy, I would want Jeremy to tell me about it, okay? And if he doesn't, he's not only playing with his life, but he's playing with mine as well, right? So important. <clears throat> Verse 12. Jonah says, throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know this terrible storm is all my fault. What just happened? I just jumped like 10 chapters. Verse 13, instead the sailors rolled even harder to get the ship to land, but the stormy sea was too violent for them and they couldn't make it. And then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God, oh Lord, they pleaded. Don't make us die for this man's sin, and don't hold us responsible for his death. O Lord, you have sent the storm upon him for your own good reasons. Then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. So, the sailors, they finally cast Jonah overboard. They cast him over sea, into the sea, and it says the storms got calm. If Jonah would have done what he did from the, uh, what he should have done from the, the get-go, would this went a lot smoother? Yeah, oh, yes. It, it would have been a lot smoother. At the, at the same time, um... Jonah almost cost people their lives, okay? And then God pulls them out of it. Um, And Jonah thinks his life's been cost. He just got swallowed up by a whale. Um, It says for three days and three nights. So my challenge to you is that when whatever may come up, whatever the Lord's commanded you to do, whether it's to go, whether it's to serve, whether it's to um, speak to somebody, whether it's to get junk out of your life, whatever it may be, whatever it looks like, do the easy route, okay? Take the easy way out and just do what the Lord asks, okay? It'll save you so much time. It may, it'll save your life. It'll save other people's lives, okay? And we won't be disrespecting God. Just as I felt like Colin Kaepernick was just disrespecting everything I stand for, my grandfather, um, the soldiers in here stand for, the people who have served, the men and women of this military, okay, God works the same way. When we, when we run, when we don't follow his commandments, it's disrespect, okay? And so my challenge is that you, you get that disrespect out of your life, that you get just that fear, the fear of the world, the fear of anything in it out of your life, that way you can serve the Lord the way you're supposed to, and you can show the Lord the respect he deserves, okay, you can show him the glory and honor he deserves through your body, which is his temple, it's not yours, okay, and that you, that you make this world a better place, I mean, if, if we do what the Lord's called us to do, how different would this world look right now? It'd be a whole different place. We wouldn't be having this Colin Kaepernick situation. We wouldn't be having these wars going on, people dying um, for, for no need. 
it'd just be a completely different world, and, and I want to see that world. So I ask you to, to get that junk out of your life, to, to throw it out, get rid of it the way Jesus did, okay? And it may take some hurling tables. It may take whatever, but get it out of your life, okay? Um, get the job done, okay, because it'll save your life, and it'll save other people's lives in the process. Last thing I'm going to say is I know this stepped on some toes. It stepped on mine, and I apologize if I offended anybody. Um, But I believe it was for a good cause, and it showed me something. I hope it showed you something um, the way it showed me, um, a new respect for the Lord, Um, not just by the words of my mouth but by my actions, okay? Um, by the things going on in my heart and showing me for who I really am, um, which is a disrespectful person to God. Um, and I know I'm doing some more disrespect here. I'm sorry, but um, he'll forgive me. That's the good news is that he forgives us for our sins. He forgives us for that wrong in our life. Um, if you know the rest of the story of Jonah, he spits him out the well, and what's Jonah do? Well, he kind of got to. He's got to go. He goes, and he serves the Lord um, eventually after running away 50 times in a row. Um, that's a little over-exaggeration. I'm sorry, Jake talked about lying. Um, but yeah, I hope. I just hope, my, and my prayer is for you guys that, that you got the message I got from this, which is the disrespect in our life, that we'd be harder on ourselves than we are other people, okay, and that we'd be uh, more pursuing and getting that junk out of our lives, okay? Um, do we have a hymn prepared for invitation? Okay. Um, so we're gonna have we're gonna have a little uh, moment of invitation um, right now, um, coming from Colton, and I'm gonna be down here if you wanna uh, if you wanna come down here and just pray, um, feel free to. If you you wanna come down here and allow me to um, uh, the honor to pray for you, I, w- I would love to have that that opportunity. Um, but we're just gonna open up the floor for you to do um, a couple verses of uh, whatever you need to get done with the Lord and uh, get made right with the Lord, all right?